Watching wrestling live for three days, so I have very little vocal to give you. But what I have, I shall share. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. The whole crew's here in our hotel room with a mere few hours to get some sleep and record before we all go to the airport in the morning. Um, Doctor M, hello. You made it through the weekend. I did. Did it was a fun weekend and uh, a little tired, but it's fun. Hi, D Wayne. Hi. I'm- very, very tired. <laughs> um, hello to James. So, And hello, Mr. Silly Sellis. What's going on? I probably won't be falling asleep tonight, so I'm going to be using my energy to talk so I can sleep on the plane. There we go. Um, two James uh, had the idea on our, our longer-than-anticipated walk back from AT&T Stadium to talk about the... Uh, just frame the day as uh, the winners and losers of the day. We can just kind of categorize it that way instead of running through every single match. We'll probably get into more detail when we record again um, after we see kind of the fallout on Raw. We can kind of frame everything contextually. But um, I'll frame myself as a loser of the day, not because the day wasn't fun, but because getting into AT&T Stadium, it was as if a fourth grader had organized the, the whole thing. So we were in a line, and then we were informed about, what would you say, 20 minutes before Gates, that that line was for suites and club people only. So we found another line, and it didn't move. We moved to a different part of the line. That didn't move. Lo and behold, the Wi-Fi in AT&T, a communications provider stadium, had gone out, and they were having trouble scanning people in. Um, two chain, or not two chains, Sellers, you spoke to a guy at the Steak and Shake after WrestleMania that said he was on the floor, and I'll let you tell that. He said that he was uh, on the floor, and they were inside the venue. They were on the floor. Like, you could really see all the, 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 the how the stage was set up. They see how the seats were set up. But they couldn't go in because they couldn't decide if they was going to go in with wristbands or without wristbands. So it was like a, needless to say, time wasted when, you know, time could be used to, you know, take pictures, get to meet fans, get some food. But it was wasted because... They just had to stand there and see whatever process they wanted to do. Well, not only that, gates were advertised as being 3 o'clock uh, local time. They didn't open the gates till quarter to 4. Yeah. Um, my, my next question is to the people to my right in the hotel room. How did you guys get in so far before us? <laughs> what, what was your secret plan? Some careful maneuvering by 2 chains <laughs> And some very, shifty, man. Some very uh, determined people who were around us who uh, were not uh, afraid of security. <laughs> They were not to be deterred. <laughs> so I was with a couple of friends who attended with us that are not on the podcast, and we had to uh, navigate around a guardrail to get in. And we literally, we, we used the bathroom, we got water because we had been in the sun for two hours. My face shows the, the price I paid for that today. <laughs> literally, when I sat down, Kalisto's music hit, and I was like, okay. And I know you missed part of that match, Sellis. I did. Um, 
So I think uh, AT&T Stadium, you're losers for having a poorly organized event when you were expecting 100,000 plus, which is what, at least what was reported was the attendance tonight, 101 and some change. So um, I'll go to you next to James, a winner or a loser. You can kind of just go whatever. Uh, so for the five or five Divas match, I definitely believe uh, Lana was a winner here. Uh, we got to see full attire. Oh yeah, and um, she, uh, I thought she was good at what she did. The full amount that she gave, her, I thought she was good. So it was good to see that. And also Eva Marie for embracing the super heel heat today. Mm. She did a better job of that than Roman Reigns. I will give her all the credit in the world for that. Yeah, I thought I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was a lot of fun and did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. D. Wayne, you're going to say Roman Reigns was a winner tonight? Roman Reigns was definitely a winner tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> literally, he was a winner. but He was literally, figuratively, even though he had booze, um, he, he, ended, he had his WrestleMania moment. He filled with booze, but again, his WrestleMania moment. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he, he tried to tell people, all the people. I mean, just accept it. It's, it's here. <laughs> And no matter if you don't like it or not, the fact is, this was WWE's highest live grossing live event. Ever. Ever. So guess what that means? The product is selling. And long as the revenue is increasing, Vince is going to do anything that he wants to say. And guess who's his man? Roman Reigns. And he's going to be shoved down our faces until the revenue... It's gone. Decreases. You know what? You know what's the problem with that? His philosophy. He's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> what's the highest grossing besides the Yankees and AC Madrid? I'm sorry, Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. What's the highest? Dallas. And then the Lakers and the Patriots. So it doesn't obviously it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything about having a talent or yep. a good show exactly. or good games. It means that. Once you make money, if you do the right things, you'll always still make money. Yeah, exactly. Your value I think, does not exist. Your, your point does not exist. But what, I think what you're talking about it's, is a creative success versus a business success. It's all the business. Yeah. This is a, it's, I don't care what you say, creative success. This is a business. And my business is to make money. And guess what? The people that get mad tonight, they're still going to watch Raw tomorrow. That's the first thing you said after the show that's, was done. That's but, They're still going to watch Raw tomorrow. But that has They're still to. going to buy merch. They're still going to... You can be mad all you want, but guess what? WWE is still going to get your money every single month. That has nothing to do with Roman Reigns, so... But that's the thing. Until we until we as fans do something that's, that, that's going to hurt WWE, Roman Reigns is going to continue to get pushed. Because he's a Vince McMahon guy. Man, I, I know from the football and NFL stance, uh, point of view, there's a lot of Dan Snyder haters out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they every year swear up and down that he has to go. Yeah, every every year, the same season ticket holders buy tickets over mm-hmm. and over and over. So at the point, it's just like, you're just kind of content with how some things are and, you, and because of your fanism and you, you just go with it. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that WWE product because their their pro- promotional packages is enough for me to be a fan. Mm-hmm. But well, Ronan Reigns, no. 
I guess what I spent a lot of that match tonight doing, because my wife, she went up to the bathroom, came back. She's like, this match still on? I said, yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is really boring. And I said, yeah, it is because, A, we, it was predictable in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. And B, it was just like, like 2 Chambers said, kind of just a creative dissatisfaction. The booking from the fans. I think we all kind of wanted a heel turn or something. Because, like, the whole main event, I was sitting there thinking, well, something's bound to happen in the end. Well, not really. Like, the Stephanie Spear was kind of a way to, like, make excitement mm-hmm. out of nothing. But see, that's what makes it that's what makes it exciting in a way. Because everyone was expecting something to happen. Yeah. And there's been a lot of Cena main events in the past that went the same way and people complained. But like you said, they're all going to watch Raw tomorrow night. But what I spent the main event doing, thinking not necessarily about how boring it was, was I thought about, okay, this was actually a really great show for, by and large, the whole way up to that point. Who else would they have put in that spot besides Roman Reigns and Triple H? Like, what else would have been the main event? You could say the cell match, but then people would have griped about how Shane lost in the main event. And they would have been dissatisfied going home on that note. So that's where I, and, and maybe that speaks to the injury bug or to the lack of depth at the top. I don't know. The loser, or both. I, I do have a loser, and that's the show itself and the length. It was long. Entirely too long. What time, what time did it go off the air? 10.30 local time? 11.30 Eastern? Was that about right? Or even longer? Quarter past that. that. It's close, close to like quarter to... Seriously? Yeah, quarter yeah. to... It was quarter to 11 local yeah. time until so, almost midnight. So the show proper started at 6 local time, but the pre-show went out. Like, when did the Cleesto match start? Probably about a quarter after four. Mm-hmm. Quarter after four. So quarter after four to like ten forty five. So that's almost seven hours. Almost seven hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you, you're right. That was long, and it felt long. Like it felt like I would have been good, kind of going home after the Rock and Cena thing. <laughs> it was very exciting. Right. I've never seen so many grown men cheer someone tearing off his breakaway pants to reveal underwear like spandex. <laughs> I was so excited about that. I thought, I thought that was so comical. Um, why don't we let's table the Roman Reigns talk too much until we see what they do on oh, Raw. Although, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to go around the horn some more. Yeah, go okay. ahead, jump in. Um, well, I have a winner, and the winner, <laughs> my winner and loser is both WWE. Um, and it's parts that deal with that. The winner of WWE is you gave a lot of chance for people to have WrestleMania moments today, and I think that was very good for a lot of people, especially uh, my biggest moment of the night had to do with Zack Ryder. Um, granted, he probably was a throw-in after, um, uh, what's it called? He got hurt, uh, the Red Arrow. Uh, uh, Neville. Neville, couldn't think of his name. And when Neville got hurt, but if you understand what this guy did long-term in his career, he really got no pushes after he was with the, uh, the Edgeheads, with him and Kurt Hawkins, and he was trying to find his own way. So he used the YouTube channel, used that to try to get himself the internet championship, which led to his U.S. title run. Then after that, fell flat. He had to really start from scratch again, which you thought he had a big push coming about a couple of years ago. And they said, Zach Ryder, you're going to go back to NXT and you're going to help develop this young kid, Mojo Riley, so he can become a new tag team. He never complained, at least on professional aspects. You never heard anything about him uh, not wanting to quit or anything like that. He just did his job and he got a chance to win today, which was a shocker, in my opinion, in the best match of the night and winning that ladder match. And I think just the emotion that he displayed and when his dad, came in that ring with him. That was cool. That that was definitely cool. And if you follow his YouTube show, you know his dad is his biggest fan and will support him anything he do. So I thought that was just an excellent, excellent, excellent way to start off the show. 
Um, the bad thing I would say WWE became the loser is the way you, and I think uh, somebody mentioned this earlier, the way you structured your show gave away exactly what was going to happen and who was going to win. If my, in my opinion, if you would have let the uh, Shane and Undertaker match end the show and maybe the Triple H Roman Reigns match go right before that, you would have still left some, oh, what can happen? Mm-hmm. Can Roman Reigns become a heel? Is he going to get involved in this match? And by you putting that match literally in the middle of the show between Shane and Undertaker, when you knew Undertaker was going to win, it just gave everything else. Wrestling like this is going to be same old WWE. Well, there was um, other matches that were given, like, the fact that the ladder match opened the show probably meant that, the, you know, heel Kevin Owens wasn't going to win. Right, right. So, I mean, it, it, it was just structuring out the restructuring a lot of things on the card. Uh, even two chains mentioned a point where, realistically, the New Day match could have been taken off the show if you're not going to feature the titles, and they wasn't even the focal point of that whole segment. That, the the, um, the that New Day were definitely losers by the end yeah, of that. Yeah, so you kind of hurt the New Day on that, and, and you left the crowd saying, oh, yeah, we love the New Day. Oh, man, when we get Michaels, Austin, and Foley, we're going to love them more. If we get, ooh, New Day was in there? I feel like it was in there. So it, it, it just, the structuring was so bad on top of being long, that made it hurt. But you get to give a lot of chance to have WrestleMania moments. Um, like I said, Zack Ryder got his, Brie got his, Charlotte got hers. Um, even Bray Wyatt, in, in, in some ways, you could say he got a WrestleMania moment, even though I don't like the way his moment was represented. But, you know, that's what WWE did, in my opinion. Yeah. Dr. M. So, winner, for me, is Zack Ryder, like Sella said. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it was pleasantly surprised by that match. I thought... In my opinion, that was the match of the night um, because not that the other matches weren't good, but that one, I was the most entertained. And uh, yeah, to have someone go from nothing to being U.S. champ, then literally getting thrown to the bottom of the ladder again yeah. in his career. And then now he can say he's a U.S. and intercontinental champ. Who would have thought mm-hmm. Zack Ryder could have said that and even like a week ago? Yep. Um, Mojo Raleigh could be classified as a loser then because... <laughs> That was the only thing keeping him afloat at the well, moment. <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, winner for me is that writer. Loser, um, I agree with the New Day being losers. That I totally, I did not like the way they were booked tonight. But also, I would say loser is was the whole Dean Ambrose brought Lesnar match. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. um, oh, and ain't nothing interesting about it. I know what you. I know where we're going with this. Oh yeah, just we, yeah. Um, I'd say the whole match was a loser. I mean, yeah, it was it was physical, but if you build something as not only a street fight, but a no-holds-barred street fight, I would expect that you all go out of the ring more than, you know, once, maybe twice. And we had weeks of build-up with barbed wire bats and chainsaws and... Promos about being in the streets of right. Dallas. Right. <laughs> and Definitely. we saw the bat, we saw the chainsaw, not that I expect anyone to use a chain, but like, but you could at least hit him in the groin with it or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was underwhelming and it felt short. I guess it couldn't have gone that long, but like it felt short and I don't know. I was just underwhelmed by it and disappointed, really. Mm-hmm. And Brock didn't even touch a weapon. Well, he touched a weapon, uh, but he did not use a weapon at all. I didn't. I didn't get my losers, but I'm definitely inducting all specialty weapons tonight as the losers. If you picked up anything. Other than a chair or a table or a ladder, 
it was automatically not going to be used, such as the sledgehammer, yep. the barbed wire yep. bat, and the <laughs> chainsaw. True. Every time it came out, it was a swing and a miss, and whoops, there you go. And the chainsaw didn't Compl- even come on, right? It didn't even work. The what? It didn't even break didn't crack even up. work. Okay. Yeah, so specialty weapons, which I call, I said, Triple H picking up the sledgehammer, not good. <laughs> I said, this is about to end right now. He <laughs> swung and a miss, <laughs> flipped it, and yeah. And also, also my other loser is my bad, bad news boy. Oh, oh, yeah. He had a rough night. Not only, okay, so this match was booked as League of Nations versus New Day. Handicap four, match. 4-1-3. Four, yep. Four the titles. Then they was like, oh, no, no titles. So at this point, and I can't even believe I didn't pick this when we did our thing. At this point, I should have known the League of Nations was going to win. Because yep. they said, oh, we're not going to. We're not, they're not going to defend it. Exactly. Yeah. Then the match starts, and Wade Barrett gets out the ring. I'm mm-hmm. looking like... Well, they announced him. They said the League of Nations with Wade Barrett or something like that. I didn't even catch that. I just saw when he was in the ring, and he stepped down. He was <laughs> yeah. Mr. Smiley guy, and I was just like, oh, boy. So. Well, I guess to be fair to WWE, he's already told them he's on his way out. In a and they're, months, and they're so. treating him just as so. Like, not only just that, but before um, the whole uh, trio people came out, uh, when it came on to them, uh, the little beating up the New Day at the end, Way Barrett does not get involved with that. Nope. Way Barrett also <laughs> gets pulled out the ring when Stone Cold and him come out, so he didn't get involved with that. Only thing he got to do was get about five, six seconds of mic time to introduce them, and that's it. He was involved with the finish though because he hit the bull hammer outside the ring. Did that he? led into the bro kick. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even. See, I didn't even see. Oh, that. it was hard to see. I only caught it on the replay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> nice knowing you, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have another loser. Go for it. Bray Wyatt, <laughs> and I, and I like the fact that he was including that rock segment. Then John Cena came out. It was nice to see John Cena. He's like, I didn't squash you enough two years ago at WrestleMania. Yeah, so, I'm going to do so, it again now. So my thing is, when I saw that, I was just like, oh no, are they heading towards another Cena versus Wyatt? I heard that. Chatted. And I'm just like, no. Because he's, he's going to be back in the Cena Monster Files. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of doing work for him. I'll give a winner the... Uh, the new women's division, I guess is what they're calling it again. That belt's beautiful. It is. I mean, we're all it's very much with that belt. Awesome. Um, they were clearly a focal point. They had a match that was longer than Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a step in the right direction if you're the, the female talent. Very well. um, I, I like that Charlotte won. I told you guys that was what was going to happen. It's what did happen because now those two girls can continue to chase Charlotte. You can build Charlotte up while making baby faces out of the other two. Mm-hmm. I worry that past Charlotte, there's not enough um, legit heels in the women's division now. We're going to have to really start not saying divas consciously now, which mm. is difficult because we're trained to do so. Who do you guys see as the number two heel in the women's division past Charlotte? If Eva stays up there, it has to be her. If she stays up if there, do you think she there. will? Not right now. I don't either. So, so the new. Well, technically, Lana is quite heelish, but she is nowhere near the level of Charlotte. She can't Ray. hang in there. Yeah. Honestly, and, and Naomi's a heel too, but hey, they don't give her no love. Right. No. Honestly, they need to let Paige be her true self and be a heel. 
I agree. Because right now, Ric Flair might be the number two heel in the women's yeah. division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Paige is off for a big show right now. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it's, it's so sick and they continue wasting every talent. Yep. Yeah. Um, something I noticed, I was just on Bleacher Report, and Jim, and you know Bleacher Report does tweets of different people. But Jim Ross said two best the two best matches he saw from his personal view this weekend were both women's matches. The mm-hmm. Oscar match and that triple threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were good. We were there for both. Yeah, he's definitely trying to reach for something because there's no way that that Sami Zayn Nakamura match was not the best night, best match of this whole weekend. Right. Everything about straight brutal. Right. Exactly. The excitement, the crowd was in it. Absolutely best match this weekend. The Bailey, the Bailey Oscar match was cool, but I mean, some people didn't like the finish. I did. I loved the finish. I did too. (laughs) I got another loser too. The Dudley Boys. <laughs> the Jobber Boys. The Jobber Boys lost to a super kick. What do you even do with the Dudleys now? Just make them Triple H's like henchmen since Noble and Mercury are not there? I think that would be a great role for them. They yes. were really good on last Monday with that role. Mm-hmm. You know what's even crazier? You know what's even crazier than this? Not only is the Dudley Boys losers, the Usos are losers. They got booed hard. I just yeah. think like the the audience is anti Samoan unless your name is Dwayne Johnson right now. Yeah, the pre show Usos. <laughs> the pre shows. Yeah. <laughs> more, 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 more winners. Well, winners. I, I have another one. The Authority. Um, that that entrance was sick. Yeah, it was. The entrance was, was great. My wife hated it, and I was like, I think that might be the point. <laughs> um, the Authority. I mean. Shane lost, they still have power. And from my, I guess it's going to be a rematch between Triple H and Roman Reigns after this. Well, did, did anybody, was anybody entirely shocked that Undertaker won? Like, was anyone dead set on there was going to be a hard reset with Shane? No, when, when his, his match, like I said, when his match was put in the middle of the whole show, I knew he was going to lose. It was no point. Well, it got to a point where I knew there was going to be no interference and it was just the two of them. Right. And yeah. it's like, all right, Undertaker is not going to lay on that table for two minutes straight. Right. Not yeah. Who called that? Yo, Marcus right. called that for sure. He was just like, uh, Undertaker can move now. And it's so funny because Undertaker face. When he rolled over, was He's like, like gotcha. Were y'all bothered for the simple fact that Vince wasn't out there? I, I was. Like, I was too. That he just was not in seem, any part of yeah, the show. Like. That just made it seem like he really didn't care about that match at all. Like, right. It was just on the card for him. I, I, I think he might have been sitting next to Jerry Jones. Probably was. That, I mean, that's just that's just the thing in Cowboy Stadium. You should know that anytime there's something big, Jerry Jones always has his the head honchos with him. Yeah, yeah. But even if that this is the match for a match for contr- basically control of all and control of the company. He's doing air quotes, by the way, <laughs> on the podcast. You know, and if if it's that type of match, you would think that he would be down there. But him so him not even being there, it was just like okay, well, this match was just put on the card just because. Because it would have been kind of satisfying to see Taker get his revenge against what Vince has said by like tombstoning him, mm-hmm. and then like giving Shane his props, kind of like he did. Honestly, I was expecting you know Undertaker after he punished Shane to roll over and take the pin. <laughs> yeah. A three week storyline should never be on Mania. Point and simple. Because you you open and close your storyline. I don't I don't expect to see Shane at Raw tomorrow. He may be. But I, it's nothing to look forward to. To wheel him out there, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I I I know. 
My biggest absolute loser tonight is Shane McMahon because of the funniest thing I've noticed today. Shane McMahon, when he got carted out, they put him on a car and took him all the way to the top. And because of the angle, they, they rode it all the way out to the tip of the star and tried to back it up. <laughs> Mission failure. Next thing you know, Shane gets up off the car and walks to the back. Straight up off the ground. I was like, I yeah. missed that. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there's going to be some videos soon yeah. of that one because hilarious. And I've seen it from our angle. Uh-huh. I was like, I cannot believe they did that. Jeez. Right. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about the AJ Chris Styles match. Why did I say Chris? Wow, I'm tired. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho <laughs> match, rather. Um, I, w- I couldn't believe they didn't put him over. Can and I explain? I can. I'm assuming it's I continuing can. the story tomorrow night. They're going to keep feuding. I don't know if I'm interested. I can't. You want to know why? Because what I'm starting to realize is if it if they come from uh, the NBC and it's their first WrestleMania, I feel like they're going to lose. And uh, just to add to that, I mentioned that before because the same thing happened with Sting. Mm-hmm. When Sting had his first WrestleMania moment, he lost. But here's my thing about AJ Styles. Kevin Owens lost. Sami Zayn. First. Yeah. Sasha Banks. But here's a little bit different with um, AJ Styles. Now, he had a great debut at the Royal Rumble. You put him out there early after all the rumors and everything, and he had his time in the ring, but then eliminate him early. Fine. So you have him his first match on Raw. He wins against Chris Jericho. Fine. One's clean. Then he has his first pay-per-view at Fastlane. He wins. Clean. Now, you did all your AJ favors now. Now, AJ, you got to be humbled now in this league. Now, Who's the one person that's out there that you can put in a match and you know he'll give you the best match he can at WrestleMania? And sometimes he may win, sometimes he may lose. Chris Jericho. Now, Chris Jericho, you've been doing favors for us for years. You put Fandango over, that didn't go well. You always do this for this short part time stuff. And you always do this. You're a team player. Now, don't forget, Chris, you were an undisputed champion, the first undisputed champion in WWE history. So with that being said, you need to get your WrestleMania moments too. You just can't go giving WrestleMania moments to everybody else after you do your time. This is a perfect opportunity. Now, this win will not hurt AJ because he's already beat him twice. But if they had that two-on-two and have a fifth match final, maybe at the Extreme Rules, maybe you'll have that as your final match. I, I, once again. I, I, think it, I think it does hurt AJ because, like I said, this is the biggest stage. And, and my thing is, you brought AJ in for a reason whether it be to eventually be on the main event or be on that upper mid-card, he had to win. Not necessarily. He had to win. Look at Sting, look at Sting though. First ballot, well, first ballot Hall of Famer. Headline, you know, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. this WrestleMania being a Hall of Famer. He never won a WrestleMania, 0-1. 0-2 on WWE pay-per-views. Still yeah, he, only, he, only had one, he only had one WrestleMania mm-hmm. match. And... And I told you last year, even that was more of, to me, his loss last year was more of saying, WWE is better than WCW. Get so over it. You take the biggest, I, and, and once again, think about it this way. Is TNA or New Japan or RH, is that ever going to top WWE? No, but they'll give him their respect. At least he got a couple early wins. Sting never got a win. So it it, he only had two it, matches. it won't hurt. AJ yeah. Styles is a They were planning on more. Yeah, they were playing. He only had two matches. AJ Styles would be fine. Well, he would have lost this year if the Taker match had happened, like he was talking about. But, right. Um, it, one thing that was weird is starting with the AJ match is we had a heel win 
match number two. Mm-hmm. We had the league win, match number three, another yep. heel win. We had Brock win, who was working for all intents and purposes as the, the heel, heel there. Yep. And then what was the match after that? After the Brock match was... Um, the Divas? We had another heel win. Not the Diva, I can't say Divas anymore. The women's <laughs> triple threat, <laughs> we had a, the heel, heel win. One. And then... Baron Cor- Baron Baron Corbin. Corbin. I have Baron. a winner. Baron Corbin. Thank Baron Corbin is, might be one of the biggest he, winners of the he's night. the biggest winner of the night. I don't know. Tatanka might be too, though, man. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Barry Corbin might be the next one tonight because he went from a lackluster effort in that Austin Aries match to, you know, winning the Andre Giant Battle Royale. Biggest night of his career. So I'm thinking that he's now, unless they put him back down, he's making that transition up to the main roster. Oh, I think that's exactly what I, it is. I, I really, I, I, I respect, yes, he had a great mm-hmm. night. But to me, if you can't build on it, this doesn't matter. Yes. But Cesaro, mm-hmm. he won the first Andre the Battle Royale. Great, great moment. Never did anything for his career. Last year, Big Show, we just basically gave that to him because we, of his credential who he is. We, but it doesn't we, elevate his career. Thing. This already, thing doesn't elevate careers. It should have went to Sandow. We already know this doesn't <laughs> elevate careers. We so know why, that. So why is but that But that doesn't mean that he won't be elevated to the main roster. Oh, he's going to be elevated to the main roster. He's going to feud with yeah. Kane, and we're not going to like this feud with Kane because it's going to be too and, slow. And that's perfectly fine because guess what? We had other people be concerned about. So why are you rushing it? Why are you putting him in a bad situation? Go burn him. Because look at the last week that came up. Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. He went pretty deep tonight in the Battle Royal, though. Yeah. Tyler then he got Breeze tossed out like a rag doll. <laughs> Not good. But see, you have to realize on the main roster, you missed that work on NXT that can work on the main roster. Guess who doesn't like them? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> and, you, and you have to realize no matter what you say or do, Vince has the last say on a lot of this stuff. Vince was clearly written all over that main event tonight. Let's He's written all over this show. Real. Yes. Um, let's talk about that battle royal a little bit. So uh, the first year in New Orleans, it was a very serious affair. Like, oh. they took it very serious. We're honoring Andre the Giant. We're going <laughs> to do this in his memory. And Then the next year, it was on the pre-show. And like you said, it was kind of a throwaway thing for the big show. Then this year, it kind of turned into, like, that middle part of the rumble where, like... All the jokey people come in, and mm-hmm. and it was a perfect place for it too because you had like we we're all wore out from the cell match, and then like DDP's music hits, and we're like, wait, what? And I don't know if you guys noticed the Shack logo for his Titan Tron it thing. It, it popped up, through. and then it went away, and it then came through big shows. So. Yeah, so like Shack comes out, and it's like, <laughs> okay, and then we starts, and we're like, wait, who's that? And it's Tatanka. Yeah, Tatanka's <laughs> there. Um, we saw Baron Corbin. Who else? Doctor M was a surprise. I feel like I'm missing one. DDP. I, I said exactly. DDP. Um, were there any? Well, we could say Mark Henry in a way because it was going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think there was one more that I was surprised to see, but Fandango was in there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Social Outcast got a chance to sign too. That was kind mm-hmm. of nice. Once again, that. they're used for comedic bits, so it's like I can't take them seriously. <laughs> well, they took that match seriously. If they, if that's their role and they can do it well, there's a place for that. Then what do you do with New Day? I'm again, like I said before we came in. I think creative don't realize what they did and stumbled across with the New Day. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, oh, well, that kind of works. Let's so try, try it again. again. No, I guess I just worry about what they don't really have many guys left to work with as a heel. Actually, they turn a babyface, but I don't mind them getting 
getting the league put over them. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to have the babyface chase. I get that. But mm-hmm. I, as much as people want to talk about the tag division, WWE, I think it's a little thin. And then, like, if you bring Gallows and Anderson in, they're going to get a babyface pop. But you have the league as kind of the top heels. I'm worried about the Bullet New Day is the top babyface. Yeah, like, I don't think you we're going to see uh, Balor. Why even Let's go to that. Why are you worried about the Balor Club? You already put a point. If you think of putting people like Baron Corbin and other people up and you're trying to explode them onto the main roster scene and you have no story for them, no development to them, you're going to hurt it. I don't even know where, where Finn Balor would fit in the scope of what we saw tonight. I, I Where would that I, fit? I think they would I, make a great story somewhere, somehow, before. I think before that... I think that uh, you guys are forgetting that the original um, leader of the Bullet Club is already on Raw as a top babyface. So, and when Finn comes, I'd be awesome right there. Yes, it would. That even sets up for some even future speculation when Kenny Omega possibly could come. Once again, hypothetical thinking, hopeful wishing, but if it doesn't execute, it's here's here's the thing. We're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get some of these dream matches because of the fact that the main roster alludes to um, the indies, not in particular what because they don't even they don't even really like give correct storylines with NXT. They're like, oh, you may have seen these guys from NXT, but not. So much as the story, but they like to say these guys are really familiar with them, with them, with each other <laughs> from the indies, and that's just you know one of the things that we we know, or if not, you you're able to find out. You no, know, as long as they keep making those just like that, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Because um, the Kevin Owens and AJ Styles match that should never had happened. Because it's something that we already been waiting for has happened on, on Raw and on, on Smackdown, SmackDown and SmackDown. and on the house show. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe it's kind of a parting shots type of thing here. I would like to hear what's the Roman Reigns angle tomorrow night, where you see that going, and also what is the main event of WrestleMania thirty three, um, barring any major injuries. Can I start with that one? You may. Now, just full disclosure. I have nothing against Roman Reigns. I think, I think you're gonna put him in the battle royal next year, aren't you? Uh, I might, and that'll I, I, that'll be the main event. Can I tell you something? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Just accept it. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. I'm explaining. I have nothing against Roman Reigns. I think his look and potential, based on his family heritage, what he could do, is great for him to be a top guy. No problem with that. Here's what I have a problem with: the first time you gave him a title shot, or not a title shot, first time you gave him a belt, you gave him the belt in November for Survivor Series. He had it for about five minutes. Now he's a three-time champion five months later. That's a problem for me. To me, you're pushing it down our throats. It should be no way from November to April that he's had this belt three times and has become a three-time champion. That's a problem. Now, in addition, as we move forward, I don't know what they're going to do with Roman. I would like to see a beat-the-clock challenge to see what can happen if Sue could be the next person to go to him or fight against him. To me, if you throw this authority thing back over again, it just continues to st- continues, and then to me, I'm tired of it. We've seen this authority angle with Daniel Bryan. We've seen it now with Roman Reigns. Something has to be different. Put him with somebody new. If you want to build him as a guy, send multiple people at him. 
let them have a long-term reign. Make it real. That's that's what I would like to say. Have to send good heels at them, and how many of those do they have? That's what I'm having Develop a hard time with, which is why I asked you guys that. Develop your so, so I'm going to counter what you just said about shoving them down your throat. <laughs> um, there's another guy that they shoved down your throat, too. His name is John Cena. That's why we don't want to see it again. Oh, but my God. That's, that's what the match should be right there. Hold on. But, but, but guess what? There's always going to be that one guy that they're going to shove down your throat. Two James, you want to use your football analogy? And, and no matter, <laughs> he should have said no. No matter what you say or do, there's always going to be that one guy. And that's what, and that's why I, that's why I say it's easier to accept it that concept of Vince McMahon's thinking because that's what it really is. It's a Vince McMahon's thinking to have that one guy that we're going to shove down your throat, and then have everyone else slowly but surely. They can get their main event shots all they want, but that one guy is always going to have the cream of the cop story or some some way, somehow be relevant. It's not always and, 1980s, though. But that's the thing. Who cares? Right. And that's the thing. We know that. We want we want evolution. We want pro- progression. And Triple H brings that. But guess what? Triple H is not going to run stuff to Lord knows when. Maybe when Vince McMahon dies. But who knows what's in his will. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's easier to accept it and just look forward to the story. Like you always say, look forward to the storylines. Yeah, I, I, and I had no expectations about this show today. But the way yeah. the show was scripted and booked, it, it was very bad. predictable. And it, was, it was pretty predictable and bad. But the thing is, that's why I always say just accept it. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a personal question. Let's say three years from now, Mm -hmm. WrestleMania comes back to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Would you spend your money? No. Personally, I I don't like the I don't like the layout. So okay, based on what you said, based on the layout, Mm -hmm. you're shoving that one person down your throat. I don't care about that one person. Then you won't. But but you won't spend your money again. But hold on, no. Here's my thing. I don't care about that one person. Wonder why? Because I accept it. I I accept the I accept, you guys I accept the two chains. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. So what what are you coming from? What do you, what are you accepting? Is what I'm trying to figure out. I understand that you're saying like it is what it is, but that doesn't mean you have to literally accept it. I believe that you secretly love love Roman Reigns. <laughs> I have because I don't. Here's my thing. I don't have a problem with them, but the thing is, just I don't. Have, I don't have issue with them. That's the thing. But y'all have to realize the simple fact that we don't like John Cena. He shoved down our throat. But eventually, we accepted the fact because guess what? It's been ten years, and the guy's still on top. By, by the way, the new day was shut down our throat today too. Yeah, but nobody's going to complain about that. So it must be something with the person entirely. Roman Reigns, nobody likes him. Adults don't like him. Mm-hmm. His kids love him, and women very mm-hmm. women, cougarish and, women like yeah. him. Mm-hmm. We spoke to one in the parking lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this the fact that he's not booked right? He doesn't. I, my my biggest issue with him is he just doesn't have good finishes, not finishers because those aren't good either. Guys, but just bad finishers like Superman punch spear pin. Yeah, yeah. Superman punch spear pin. Sometimes you have to spear a man's wife to get to the finish. It, too. Exactly. Think you have to, when you say that, it just makes me think of a lot of times when Josh Tiedemann book he get his butt. They all said he he brings out he brings out his moves. <laughs> Super serious. <laughs> 
Five moves, it, it, it's pinned. I, I think the attitude adjustment's way better than the spear. I agree. Especially when so many people use not, it. As not, not to even mention, not, he didn't even have the best spear of the night. Charlotte's spear was obviously better. Yes. That's crazy to mm-hmm. think, but it was. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, on hearing, I don't know, Dr. M, you can go if you want. We no. don't know what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Tomorrow. I talk about uh, progression. Yeah, just like his who... His progression is... He's not going to feel with Triple H at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. No, his progression. And the thing is, we don't know. I, I, we probably won't know until after all. Because my thinking is that, you know, Triple H might, it might do his rematch clause. No, I'm I, I hoping it doesn't happen. But See what I think he does is sends a bunch of people at him and then says, "I'll take it upon myself at SummerSlam." I think you get the WrestleMania rematch in Brooklyn. I I am <laughs> saying that we're going to get the Shield Triple Threat at SummerSlam or Mania next year. SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Seth Rollins, I'll have a hunch, maybe ready. And Dean Ambrose no longer will fe- will feud with a with a. Brock Lesnar, because now we'll see if these storylines go back to what they should have been, where Brock Lesnar starts to uh, turn towards the Wyatts again, mm-hmm. which leaves Dean open, mm-hmm. and Dean and Triple H, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. brings them over to Ro- Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins comes back, and we get our shield triple threat. And you're right. the advocate of that, sir. Uh, I'll always be advocate a great of that. Match. So I think Dean team. would have to win the title before that happened, because the way I would see it is Dean beats Roman, and then Seth comes back and says, well, I need my rematch. I never really lost the title. And, and then you just cram it all into a triple threat, which is what but, we all want. So here's my, and that would be great, but here's my thing. We all know, or kind of figure, okay, we don't know 100%, but we have a feeling that Seth is going to come back as a face, right? Assuming. Assuming. No, what? Huh? Why? Huh? We, Why would he assume that the best tail in the yeah. business is gonna come back as a face. I don't. We're really assuming that. Just, I just uh, under the assumption. I can't assume that. Um. Do you you know the first person who I think he goes after, and you might see a match at uh, SummerSlam, is Triple H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get that at some point. You're going to get that at some point. I think you should tease that out and have there be tension in the authority, and then have Seth break away. That could even be a WrestleMania match next year, but yeah. Just real quick, I guess, uh, Doctor M, if you wanted to add anything to that, could I'm assuming you know all about Roman Reigns. I do. None of us I do. do. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, I would be shocked if Roman is not a heel by the summertime. I honestly like. I think tomorrow night is the night to pull the trigger. I think tonight was the night to pull the trigger. Well, since yeah, they didn't tonight, do that tonight, tonight definitely yeah. tonight. But you can't keep having this guy that you want to be a face get booed out of buildings. Right. It just doesn't. And like. You can't have two couple, top guys in a row do that. Right. And like a couple times tonight when the fans were on him, like he he was, he displayed some heelish tendencies, which I was like, yes, this is the direction you need to go. And I hope that WWE pulls the trigger with that because that's where the money in him is. Like uh, the face, the whole face thing is forced. Like he came in with the shield who were heels. Like, don't, why mess with something that wasn't broken? Like, I, I would I would pull that trigger tomorrow night on Raw, um, turn him heel, like, like several of us have suggested for months now, 
put the Usos with him because the fans have clearly gotten tired of them too, <laughs> right? And when the Usos came in, they were heels and they were actually entertaining. Yep. Um, so I, I would do that and go from there. I have a question for everyone. His opponent, his opponent at WrestleMania next year is who? Roman. Too early to tell. Brock. Too early to tell. Brock for the title. You said it's too early. Too early to tell. Maybe you had a prediction. Can't. Brock, uh, my three main events for next year are Brock, Roman for the title. I don't know who's champion, probably Roman, because we never got to see that match finish two, uh, last year. Triple H, Seth Rollins, and then I had a third one. Give me a second. Um, who's the top guy? Cena and Taker. Do you know? So who, who do you have Roman Reigns facing next year? From just from right now. I know it's going to change. The Rock. The Rock? That would be good, too. Because of the fact that it's in Florida. It makes makes The Rock very marketable. And um, maybe that's... Maybe... Okay, so one, The Rock is part-time. And Mm -hmm. um, to set up a few that far out is totally within his scope. And I think he just has potential to maybe actually make things a little bit better and put Roman over. I mean, that's obviously been Operation Put Roman Over for like the last year, but I think with this match uh, and the, maybe the story behind it, this is a legitimate way of doing so. I like the idea of The Rock. Um, if that didn't work, I could use next year to do the Shield Triple Threat. Okay. So, y'all gonna hate me for saying this? You're gonna say John Cena, aren't you? Yes. That's not a bad idea, though. It's the one person that he might actually get cheered for. Do you think that they might have to pull the trigger on that before Mania? Do you that's think they could really keep like those? That might be their issue. They're going to get trigger happy. Do you think they see. can keep Cena away from the title that long? Because who's, no. who's Cena got left to work with? Like He's already beat Kevin Owens. Beat the whole roster twice. Yes. Look at the heels. <laughs> he's not going to feud with Brock again. Depends on who they bring up from NXT tomorrow. I mean, I would love to see Cena work with Baron Corbin because I think Baron Corbin could look a lot. I think that would probably be the lot. safest bet for Baron Corbin and he needs to work with somebody like Cena to make him look good. If you put him with somebody like Kane or whatever, he's going to drag him down. He needs yeah. to make him a pace against Baron Corbin. Yeah, but I don't want to see it as Barry Baron Corbin. That's going to happen. I don't want it. That's why they bring heels up from NXT. That's what this, <laughs> see, that's what happens when you have your one top guy. They bury everybody. Hogan did it for a long time quite well, I might add. <laughs> This is not the 1980s. It's not, but, you, you know, a lot of things might change a lot. They stay the same in the same for, regard. For every Hogan, for every Hogan, there's a Savage. Just remember that. This Our Savage is currently injured in the UFC right now. <laughs> and our other Savage is going to go make babies in Phoenix, Arizona, from what I read on Twitter tonight. Who's, who's that? Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is here. And those Savages... Made just as many moments of war than those holes. And our other I savage mean, is uh, gonna I mean, go, gonna go keep the NXT title for another two years. It seems like. <laughs> All right. And our other savage just dropped the IC title. And our other savage lost to freaking Chris Jericho. <laughs> so that's what happens. You want top guy? Go ahead. And our other like savage. You, said, you won't be behind WrestleMania thirty five six if it comes back to that. Yeah, there's a lot of savage. I, mean, I just don't like this area. <laughs> well let's let's be real like the food was alright 
the people were all right. Um, the venues were all right when they let you in that time. <laughs> it's just too spread out. And there's not... It, it would have been fine if there was like public transit. <laughs> like, it's unacceptable to me that if you're going to have a stadium out in the middle of Bufu nowhere, at least have some public transit no, or like a sub, like a tram that no, gets people back into the towns or something, man. No, I had to walk two and a half miles tonight. Wait, steak and shake for an hour. <laughs> yeah, this is the only thing open. Everything closed. Everybody. I thought I was going crazy. I saw Dalton Castle's boys and legit in the doorway on the way out yeah. too. All right, so before we get off, the national championship game is tomorrow, and we have to finish this bracket. UNC. No, well, our bracket. Our bracket. <laughs> oh, Brandon Norton's voices versus Edge Edge's. Oh yeah, I vote for Hard Times, the Big Boss <laughs> Man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Talking about hard times. I already know I'm going edge. I yeah, told you I did not edge. like voices at all. I liked his other theme song, which is okay. So that's already too old for me to Dr. M. We know that. We can make this real quick. Voices. I'm not even after it because I already know. <laughs> I, I already know what Eric. I already voted, didn't you hear me? I said hard times. It's <laughs> good than the stalemate thing, because I pick voices. Oh boy. You're gonna make me do this. So you have to determine who are you giving the best theme song in our first initial bracket of March Madness songs, and which two teams is already making a list for next year already based on songs. There's so many good songs there's so many songs. <laughs> I'll vote for um Edge if I have to pick. Because I I like um, Miles Kennedy, who's the singer of that song. So Edge (laughs) on his day, surprise. Edge is your champion. Yeah, (laughs) runner up goes to Hard Times, Boss Man. (laughs) (laughs) I've been talking about that song all weekend. I should have just voted it all the way through. (laughs) Should have. It could have won. You guys undermined me and the Boss Man, the late great Boss Man. Okay. I think we're going to go because we're all about to pass out. Yeah. Um, this has been another episode of the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll get back with you guys when we recover. It may not be Wednesday. It might be Wednesday. Um, we'll look forward to hearing about, you know, I guess what we're angry about with Roman Reigns the next time we talk to you. It's going to be a theme for a while. It's what I'm guessing. So thanks for listening. Happy WrestleMania weekend to you. Um, travel safely if you're heading out of the greater northern Texas area like us. We'll talk to you soon.